0: You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Victory Sunday to you. The Buffalo Bills defeated the New England Patriots 47-17 and left no doubt about who is the king of the AFC East. They were the outright division champions and they dismantled the New England Patriots in each of the last two games, including Saturday night, to end their season. A 30-point win. The Buffalo Bills advanced to the divisional round of the playoffs. Tough time to be a Bills fan, eh? Little inside joke in case you guys weren't familiar. The Buffalo Bills reminded the world of how dominant they are capable of being. And we have went on this journey this year. The hot start, the hiccups throughout the middle of the season, And then, of course, the hot finish where ever since the second half of that Buccaneers game, the Bills really flipped the switch and they're playing some really, really good football. And you like to think that it all kind of came together right here for this playoff win against the New England Patriots. Now the challenge is keeping it going, keeping it going. But you have to love the way this football team played on Saturday night and are playing collectively right now. So just like we do with each Bills game, we'll talk about the things I liked, we'll get into the things I didn't like, and then we'll recap my predictions, talk about where the Bills are at and what's next for them and this podcast. So first things first, things I liked, and we have to begin with Josh Allen. 21 of 25, 308 yards, five touchdown passes added 66 rushing yards on six carries, he was elite. He was special. It was one of the greatest performances in NFL history. And I'm not being hyperbolic. It legitimately was. Josh Allen delivered one of the best performances in NFL history. The Buffalo Bills offense delivered one of the best performances in NFL history. Seth Walder tweeted out that Josh Allen recorded a 98.5 total QBR, and that's the best QBR in the metrics history, which began in 2006. Josh Allen had more touchdown passes than incompletions. He toyed with Bill Belichick's top five defense. Toyed with him all night long. He took the checkdowns. He hit dimes down the field. He made plays off script. He did it all. A special performance from a special football player. Oh, by the way, it was a game played at home in front of a capacity crowd in the freezing cold. So with all the conversation about Josh Allen playing at home and playing in the cold, In playing big-time games in front of fans, Josh Allen aced the test. Let's relive those five touchdown passes. The first one was the eight-yard touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. Josh Allen had the ball in his hands for over nine and a half seconds. I don't know if you were like me, but I thought Josh was just going to throw the ball out of the back of the end zone. Nope. Dawson Knox is right there, plenty of space, goes up and gets the football, gets two feet down, scores a touchdown. Great opening drive of the football game for the Bills. The second touchdown pass, Dawson Knox again from 11 yards out. Perfectly placed ball to a leveraged Dawson Knox for a touchdown. The third one was the 34-yard strike to Emmanuel Sanders. That was a dot, a laser. Kudos to Emmanuel Sanders for collecting his first-ever postseason touchdown. Entering this game, he had the second-most catches all time in playoff history without a touchdown reception. That changed. The fourth one was Gabriel Davis from 19 yards out, RPO play. Josh Allen put it out in front of him. Good extension for the football by Gabe, touchdown. And the fifth one was fun because... You kind of thought Dawson Knox was going to get his third touchdown catch, but he lost his footing there. J.C. Jackson barely got a hand on him. And then shortly after, Tommy Doyle, who's thriving in this jumbo tight end role, collects a touchdown reception from one yard out. Remember this offseason when I talked about Spencer Brown and how the Bills could get value out of him by having him play this Jumbo tight end type role, occasionally catch a pass, but really serve as a blocker. Well, Spencer Brown became the starting right tackle in week three, and then Tommy Doyle assumed this role, and he's really found his stride late in the season. A lot of these good perimeter runs that the Bills are executing have a lot to do with Tommy Doyle hitting some key blocks on the perimeter. Nice to see him catch a touchdown. Five Josh Allen touchdown passes. The Bills' offense was unreal. Unreal. Like I said, one of the greatest performances in the history of the NFL. On Saturday night against the Patriots, the Buffalo Bills became the first team in the Super Bowl era to score a touchdown on each of their first five drives of a playoff game. And they did it on their first seven. Seven drives, seven touchdowns for the Bills' offense. 47 points, 29 first downs. The Bills were 6 of 7 on third down. 54 total plays, 8.9 yards per play, which includes the kneel downs at the end of the game. 482 total yards, 308 of those passing, 174 rushing, no turnovers, no punts, no sacks. It was exceptional offense against Bill Belichick's top five defense. Bill Belichick has no clue how to stop Josh Allen. None. The third time he's played this dude in seven weeks. The eighth time ever between Bill Belichick and Josh Allen. And this thing is tilting more and more and more in Josh Allen's favor. I mean, Belichick has got to be palms to the air right now wondering what the heck he's got to do to figure 17 out. And it's not heading in the right direction for him. Dating back to week 16, the Bills' last 12 drives against the New England Patriots have yielded 10 scores, 9 touchdowns, 1 field goal. The only thing that has stopped the Bills against New England has been the clock, whether it's an end-of-half or end-of-game sequence, kneel-down, stuff like that. The Buffalo Bills are having their way with Bill Belichick and his defense. I love how Josh got... A lot of different weapons involved in this game. You guys heard me talk about that all week long, about how I thought it was important for Josh Allen to spread the football around. He completed 21 passes to nine different receivers. Dawson Knox, five catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns. And you know I've been smiling ear to ear all year long watching Dawson Knox break out for this football team and then he leads the team with 89 receiving yards, two touchdowns in the playoffs against New England. Dude's becoming a real factor at that tight end position. It's no longer a conversation of, is Dawson Knox the answer at tight end? It's, how much is this contract extension going to cost? Dude is coming into his own as the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Stefan Diggs, three catches, 60 yards on four targets. Isaiah McKenzie, three catches for 45 yards, and then he had a couple of rushes, 74 total yards from scrimmage from Isaiah McKenzie. Gabriel Davis, two catches, 41 yards on three targets. That was good to see because last week was not good for Gabriel Davis in terms of his efficiency catching the football, and then his first target of this game didn't go well. Picked it up with two big catches down the stretch. Devin Singletary, three catches. Cole Beasley, Reggie Gilliam, and Tommy Doyle adding a catch each. Again, this is exactly what I talked about in terms of Josh Allen spreading the football around. And those guys, those weapons, they showed up for their quarterback. How about Devin Singletary? Every week we're talking about this guy. 16 rushes, 81 yards, 2 touchdowns, over 5 yards per carry. And for the game, 19 touches, 94 yards, 2 touchdowns. He continues to be huge for this team. You can just tell he's finding his rhythm, running hard, finding space, maximizing his touches. The guy's got some rhythm about him right now. And him taking over as the lead back for this offense has been so good for this team. You love to see it. Week after week, he continues to deliver. And then how about this offensive line? Tremendous effort again. Six yards per carry running the football. They ran the ball well in the red zone. There were times in this game where I felt like they were taking over. Josh Allen wasn't sacked. He was only hit one time. They were physical. They brought the fight. They reset the line of scrimmage. It was an exceptional performance for the Bills offensive line. And after so many times this year, I've talked about this Bills offense and said, you know what? There was just a lot of meat left on the bone. Not tonight. Not tonight. There wasn't a sliver of meat left on the bone. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. Unbelievable. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure that Built Bars are part of your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar Probably better than a candy bar, and it makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because these things taste so good, you're going to want to eat them, and you maybe want to eat healthy, but it gets hard. It's boring. You want to eat some chocolate. Well, good news. Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. These things are delicious. They have so many great flavors. Coconut almond peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel mint brownie, and so many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. I've got a deal for you. Head on over to Built.com. Use our promo code Locked15. You'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code Locked15 for 15% off at Built.com. We are not done with things I liked we got to talk about the defense. The defense did a lot of very good things. And what I want to point to first is how they started both halves with a takeaway. The Patriots' first offensive possession of the game was that ridiculous interception by Micah Hyde. And that drive was pretty frustrating. Mac Jones extended a play a couple of times on third and long got some first downs, and when that ball left Mac Jones' hands and that receiver had a step on Levi Wallace, maybe two steps, I thought it was going to be a touchdown. Micah Hyde had other plans. Exceptional angle, exceptional ball skills, and exceptional play. I mean, let's be honest, that's one of the best interceptions I've ever seen. The range, the distance that he covered, the angle, the play on the ball. Unbelievable. And then to start the second half, the Bills got another interception. This time it was Levi Wallace, and it was a tip pass. Levi Wallace caught it on the deflection. Made sure that the Patriots just didn't have any life. And maybe you call it lucky because it was a tip pass. But this is really just as simple as the Bills dictate where Mac Jones throws the football. If you notice, a lot of his throws are out towards the numbers, out towards the sideline. That's where the Bills are inviting him to throw the football. And when you're going up against a weak-armed quarterback, forcing them to throw the ball in those spots is a very good thing. And when you get a little pressure, you get a hand up in a throwing lane, You're going to create those opportunities. And so that's just good defense by the Buffalo Bills. They know how to play against this Mac Jones guy. You force him to work the ball outside the numbers with his below average arm. So they handled Mac Jones. They handled the Patriots' run game. Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris combined to carry the football 17 times for 57 yards. And it's great run defense. They fought for their gaps. They got guys to the football. They tackled. They competed. Simply put, the Bills wanted it more. The Bills were the physical team up front. They were the more physical team. They brought the fight. The Bills overmatched New England in this football game. In the line of scrimmage. So they handled Mac Jones. They handled the run game. They handled their tight ends. Jonu Smith, once again, no catches. The most money ever given out to a tight end in the history of the NFL. John U Smith, the last two games against the Bills, no catches. And he didn't have a good year at all. Less than 30 catches on the season. Hunter Henry had one catch. The best thing that this New England Patriots offense has are the running backs and the tight ends and the Bills shut him down. You know I got to shout out the players that get sacks. Jerry Hughes, Boogie Basham, Star Low all collecting a sack. That Jerry Hughes sack was fun. Mac Jones was going to try to do a fake spike. What in the world was that? Wasn't even a good time to do it. They had two timeouts. Jerry Hughes kept playing, beat Trent Brown, got a sack. Boogie Basham just his vintage boogie Basham effort sack where he just kind of knows where to be in the pocket. He's not really beating guys, not beating them one-on-one, but he's he continues to work, he continues to battle, he continues to pursue the football, and he gets close enough and he finishes. And how about Starr? I think Shaq Mason was expecting some help from David Andrews, the center. And based on the leverage of the Bills' defensive line, you'd think that's what he would have done, But Splits the two players and trounces Mac Jones. How about how Micah Hyde handled the punt return duties in this game? Secure with the ball. This guy takes care of the football. And let's be honest, he probably should have had a punt return for a touchdown. He tripped over Tyrell Dotson. Would have been a 97 yard punt return. No harm, no foul. Set up the Bills. Short touchdown drive, the big pass to Dawson Knox, to Tommy Doyle, touchdown reception, warm up the bus, put Mitch Trubisky in to take some kneel downs. I thought the Bills special teams also covered kicks well. Now, there was a few touchbacks, but the first three times that the Bills kicked the ball and invited a return on a kickoff, they got to the 15, the 16, and the 21. Then the two other times that they returned the ball, it got to the 25 and the 26. But to me, if you hold them to the 15 or the 16, that's basically a 10-yard loss on first down. Because if it's a touchback, you start at the 25. That's why the Bills pay all these special teams players. That's why Tyler Medikavich and Andre Smith and Tywan Jones, Jaquan Johnson. That's why these guys continue to be on this team because they do this stuff. It's not hidden yards. It's right there. People call it hidden yards. How do you think that's hidden? If it's a touchback, they get the ball at the 25. If they advance it and you tackle them at the 15, it's right there. That's 10 yards. We call it hidden yards, but it's right there. The last thing I'll say in things I liked is I think the Bills got through this game healthy. The only guy that went down was Mario Addison, and I'm unsure if he finished the game. I haven't seen any reports or tweets about this, but it would appear that the Bills got through this game healthy, which is remarkable based on a 17-game regular season and now a playoff game in the rearview mirror that this team is as healthy as they are. And so, of course, I like that. Now, I do have a couple of things to say and things I didn't like. I mean, let's be honest. This was one of the best performances we've ever watched the Buffalo Bills put together. But it wasn't without flaw. The obvious place to start is Tyler Bass, not connecting on two extra points. He was five of seven. One was blocked. And I think that guy just got his hand up at the right perfect time. It didn't seem like they got penetration. I just don't think Tyler Bass got the ball up high enough, and that dude's hand was right there. And then he did miss another one. After making all 51 extra points of the regular season, this guy goes five of seven in the, uh, the playoff game. I'm not panicking or anything like that. You hate to see the misses. But, um, you know, obviously a couple points left on the board and you want to see your field goal operation make the extra points, right? I think that's a pretty fair assessment. A couple of things on defense. Um, the Patriots were 7 of 14 on third down, so 50%, which is good. They were 4 of 4 on fourth down. So I think the Bills on third and fourth down on defense, they gave up a little more than I would have liked them to. Both of the touchdowns that New England scored were on fourth downs. And so some of those money downs, you like to see the Bills' defense be a little bit better. Both of the trips to the red zone for the Patriots, they scored a touchdown, so they went two for two with red zone scoring. Now, again, both fourth down plays, but... They were perfect when they had a chance to score a touchdown in the red zone. And then I'll nitpick a little bit. I don't think this was Levi Wallace's best game. I think Levi had a great season, but there were several plays that Kendrick Bourne got the best of him. And there were times where I wanted Levi to kind of drive on the football a little bit harder and um, obviously got stacked a couple times down the field. So not the best game for Levi Wallace. He did have the interception, nothing to panic about. but. If there's a player that I thought didn't necessarily have the best game, like most of the team did, I'd point to, uh, to Levi Wallace. BetOnline would like to wish you a new happy betting year as we continue the march through the playoffs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they have a newly updated website, so check it out, head on over, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, and BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's close out the podcast today by examining where the bills are at, recapping my predictions, And, of course, discussing what's next for the Bills and this podcast. So with the win over New England, the Bills advance to the divisional round of the playoffs. Who they play next depends on the result of the Steelers and Chiefs game, which is, of course, the night game on Sunday. If the Steelers win that game, the Bills host the Cincinnati Bengals in the next round. We don't know when that game will be, either Saturday or Sunday. If the Chiefs win the game, the Bills play in Kansas City. And so we know the Bills can beat anyone. They've already beaten the Chiefs this year by 18 at their place. But I think we can all agree, go Steelers. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. But I think we'd rather play Cincinnati at home as opposed to a road date with Kansas City. Although. The Bills are capable of beating anyone. If they play like they did against New England, it ain't going to matter who they're playing against. When Josh Allen's dealing like that, when this offensive line's going, when this defense is hungry, bring on whoever you want. Did you guys have that moment where you're watching this football game? I had it early. Where you just felt, you know, Josh is locked in. Like, I don't think they can stop him. And, like, literally, like, we say stuff like that. But sometimes they do, right? You might punt the ball or you don't score a touchdown. Literally didn't stop him. Seven drives, seven touchdowns. And they were all longer drives except for the, uh, the one after the Micah Hyde punt return. It was only 39 yards. The rest were long drives. One of the most dominant offensive performances I've ever seen at the professional level. Dude was dealing. All right, so that's, uh, that's the implications of the Chiefs and Steelers game. So we'll all stay up late and see what happens there. As for my predictions, my first prediction was that the Bills would have two players with five catches and three more with three. I didn't quite get that. The Bills had one player with five catches, three with three, and two with two. The spirit of what I was trying to predict was true. Just came a little bit short on the, uh, the two players getting to five. But I knew this was an important game for Josh Allen to get the ball spread around to a lot of different receivers. And he did, right? 21 completions to nine different receivers. Amazing job. Number two, I predicted that Mac Jones would have under 175 passing yards. He wound up getting 216. I think we can all agree a lot of that came in garbage time when this game was well out of reach. I thought the Patriots were going to be more competitive. I thought they'd be able to run the ball a little bit, not have to be so reliant on Mac Jones. But that has been the Patriots' problem this year. Four of their last five games. They have fallen behind quickly, have not been able to lean on their rushing attack, and Mac Jones has had to be the catalyst for the offense. And, folks, he's not there yet. He's not able to do that. So, he was able to get 216 passing yards, but maybe if Josh Allen didn't have the game he did and the Patriots were more competitive, obviously, I would have certainly come a little bit closer to making that prediction. The next thing that I predicted was that Mac Jones would attempt under 25 passes, which kind of goes hand in hand with what I said in the previous one that I missed. They had to throw the ball a lot more than they wanted to, I'm sure. And the Bills made a statement early in that game in terms of how they were going to play the run. So early on, I don't know if you guys remember, they, the Patriots ran the ball a few times, and the Bills really met the moment. Fired downhill, made physical tackles, and New England was in some third and longs. To Mac Jones' credit, he made a couple of plays. But I think New England realized pretty quick that the Bills had some answers for how they wanted to run the football and wound up leaning on Mac Jones even when the game was relatively close. Number four, I said whoever wins the turnover battle wins the game. The Bills were plus two in turnovers for this game, and they won. The fifth thing that I predicted was that the Bills would win the game, and as we know, they did. Thirty-point win against the New England Patriots. So, as far as this podcast, here's what I can tell you: the next episode will be herd mentality. So, if you have questions, send them in Joe at thedraftnetwork.com or shoot me a DM on Twitter at the Joe Marino. But in terms of how this week is going to go, with the Bills potentially playing either on Saturday or Sunday, I'll be a little noncommittal until we have that schedule. But again, the next episode of Lockdown Bills will be heard mentality. So make sure you don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share the podcast. Don't forget, I announced my book, Go Bills. It's available now for pre-order. You can check that out, buffalobillsbook.com. I also have a pinned tweet on my Twitter, at Marino, where you can see more details. But a big shout-out to so many of you who have pre-ordered, and there's just been a lot of great energy and enthusiasm about the announcement for the book. So I wanted to thank everyone for that. Folks, enjoy this Victory Sunday. Enjoy watching playoff games with your families. Enjoy some good food. Enjoy the week. And let's get ready for the next one. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.